From the Winona Daily News, I'm Tobias Mann, and welcome to Inside Winona. It's Wednesday, May 8th, 2019, and today I'm joined by retired 3rd District Court Judge and playwright Margaret Johnson to talk about her play, Mr. James and Mr. Jeff, which will premiere at the Masonic Temple Theater May 16th through the 19th. Margaret, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Tobias. Thank you. So, before we dive into the play, you have to tell me, how does someone like yourself go from being a judge to a playwright? Well, it, it wasn't an exact cutoff point one to the other, because I've always been a writer. I graduated in journalism and uh, advertising, and uh, when I was a judge, I was, of course, a writer. A judge is always a writer. I taught legal writing at Winona State for a while. And uh, all the time I was writing stories and fiction, and I started writing plays probably about 2009 or 2010. So it's been an ongoing process, a lifelong process. So this isn't your first play you've written? It's not my first play I've written. I've had two other plays produced here in Winona. And so this particular play is set during the start of the Civil War, and it follows the lives of two escaped slaves. Margaret, would you tell us a a little bit about this amazing journey? I would be glad to, Tobias. So uh, the first person, uh, the first of these two men who arrived in Winona is a character that we call Old Jeff. And he, in fact, uh, at the start of the Civil War in about 1862, showed up at the local newspaper office. Um, It was reportedly um, storming outside, cold, and they were about to close up, and this character just showed up and knocked on the door and sought shelter. He didn't have anything. He was poor. He was destitute. And he had arrived here, I don't know how, but he had arrived in Winona, having escaped slavery, I believe, in Virginia. And uh, the newspaper, I would say to its credit, gave him shelter, and he actually lived in the lobby for a short while until he found he made other arrangements, or they made arrangements for him. Now, there there are two uh, characters in this play uh, who live very, very different lives. Uh, tell us about that. As I say, the first person to come was old Jeff. And old Jeff had a lot of problems. He was poor. He was probably suffering from some mental disability. He was, of course, illiterate. I believe he suffered from severe PTSD. Um, He became a vagrant and a street person and was not able to overcome all of the challenges that were presented to him. Uh, The other character, Mr. James, who was James Stovall, came some years later. And James uh, had had much different circumstances while he was enslaved, not nearly as rough as what I believe Jeff had. James also was a very intelligent man who had taught himself to read and write. He had come from Alabama. He walked away from slavery and the plantation during the Civil War, joined the Union troops, and ended up in Chicago, where he started a restaurant there. But his restaurant burned down in the Great Chicago Fire. And then that was when he came to Winona, rather than rebuilding there. Um, he was very successful. He started a restaurant here. He became wealthy. He became a philanthropist and a very respected Winona citizen. Now, this play isn't just about the lives of these two men. It's also about the, the city that Winona was and how it shaped them. 
how does how does your play explore that aspect of it? That's a question that interested me throughout throughout the writing of this play and the doing of the research of this play. Um, being that these men had such different fates in Winona, I kept asking myself, um, what responsibility, if any, might Winona have had for Jeff's failures, and what credit the city might be able to claim for James's successes? And that's actually something that is not readily found in the public record. So all I could do was to look at the lives they lived here, um, look at the society as it existed at that time, and try to imagine um, how the community might have impacted them and they the community. So how did you, how did you find out about these two men? James Stovall was someone that uh, I learned about years ago through the, um, the cemetery walk, the Historical Society Cemetery Walk. He was a character in the cemetery, and I was just astonished to realize that there was an escaped former slave here in Winona who had become successful enough to build a big obelisk in the cemetery. Uh, the more research I did on him, the more impressed that I was. And it was as I was researching James and doing search terms in our searchable database through the Winona archives, newspaper archives, that I kept running across sort of oblique references to another man who was also an escaped slave who was here at the same time. And then I became very interested in him, and I realized the struggles that he had, and I could see the contrast between these two men. When you're writing a play, the most important thing is the story. The characters are very important, but you have to have a story. And contrasting the fates of these two men in this community at that time seemed to me to be the opportunity to write a good story. And how long have you been working on this play? Uh, more than 10 years, <laughs> on and off. Uh, one picks it up and puts it aside for a while. But there was a lot involved in the research. My research took me beyond Winona to the Minnesota Historical Society. Um, I also got information from Decatur, Alabama, where James had been enslaved. I worked with their historical society there. Um, I did a lot of research, and that took me a long time. And I keep going. I kept going down, you know, lanes that I was not ultimately going to pursue. That took a lot of time. For example, I. When I was looking at Alabama, I found myself getting involved in the genealogy of the Masters family, which I didn't need, but mm -hmm. it was just fascinating to me. So it took me about 10 years, and then writing the play uh, and actually editing it and so forth also took a great deal of time. Yeah, it sounds like there was a lot of people involved in helping you do this, especially navigating some of the, the more uh, difficult subjects, uh, particularly when it comes to racism, a subject that is still very difficult to talk about in this country. Tell me about how you navigated that. Well, I knew right from the beginning that it was a problem. I'm a white woman. Um, people of color or of any other culture or, or creed, are, are they're kind of tired of the rest of us telling their stories. They want to tell their own stories, and I certainly understand that. It's uh, an issue of what we call cultural appropriation. I knew that was going to be an issue. So the first thing I did is I went and talked to Alex Hines, who was a diversity director at Winona State, an African-American man. And I told him about this dilemma. I have this great story, but I shouldn't be the one to write it. I understand that. 
And he thought about it and he said, uh, I understand what you're saying and you will be criticized for writing this story, but you should write it anyway because if you don't, no one else is going to and these are stories that we need to hear. So he, I felt, gave me at least his permission to start writing this story. And throughout, I did uh, consult with other experts and African-American people to see that I, to be sure that I stayed on the right track. I worked pretty closely with Carlisle Brown, who is a black playwright in the Twin Cities, and many of his plays are about racial justice. So he read drafts of the play, and he would tell me when I was getting things wrong and when I was getting them right. Um, so I think I did everything I could, and also, you know, ultimately, I realized I had to hire an African American director, which has been just amazingly helpful. Um, he's helped me avoid a lot of pitfalls as we've produced the play. And so after the final performance, uh, you're going to be hosting a, a panel discussion to talk about race and refugees, a topic that we've seen a lot in the news lately. Why did you feel it was important to address that issue following the play? Because as I, as I wrote the play and as we've gone on to produce the play, I'm just more and more aware that this play is not just about something that happened in the 19th century. It's about race and refugees and how a town um, deals with those issues. How do we treat people who come here fleeing war and oppression? Uh, and other kinds of uh, difficulties. Um, how do we treat people of different races? That's not a 19th century problem only, that's also a current problem. And so I felt very strongly that it was important to try to bring it into the present time and for us to have a discussion about how have things changed? Are we doing better now? Are we doing worse? Uh, what are we doing right and what can we do better? All right. Well, thank you very much, Margaret. And uh, tell us again, when and where can we see the play? The play will be produced at the Masonic uh, Theater, which has just undergone its first phase of renovation. We will be using the historic uh, restored theater drops, which absolutely delights me. Uh, but it'll be produced uh, the 16th, 17th, and 18th of May at 7 in the evening. And on the 19th, at uh, one o'clock. It will be after the one o'clock performance that we have the panel discussion. We're still convening that panel, but we've got some really capable people that we're lining up for that panel. Um, anyone is invited to come to the panel discussion, so I think it'll be helpful if you've seen the play first, but if you've gone to the, if people have gone to the Friday or Saturday performance, they can surely come back for the panel discussion. All of the proceeds from the ticket sales are going to the restoration of the Masonic. I'm very grateful to have gotten funding from the Winona Foundation, the Winona Community Foundation, the Elizabeth Calendar King Foundation, Merchants Bank, and some private donors. All right. Well, thank you very much, Margaret. Thank you, too. Inside Winona is a product of the Winona Daily News and the River Valley Media Group. We want to bring you great content like this every week, but we need your help. You can support Inside Winona by subscribing on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and we're adding more each week. Better yet, consider becoming a Winona Daily News member. Whether you get the paper online or on your doorstep, 
Your membership in the Winona Daily News supports local journalism. You can subscribe online in minutes by visiting Winona Daily News backslash subscribe now.